Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at the Shane Oliver Experience, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Liam, my friend, it's one of those random fucking nights where we did actually have a studio session booked in to make this kind of regular, <laughs> but it turns out that can't happen because there's maintenance happening at uh, the old Watso building, and it's not the first time it's happened. Something to do with their fire alarms, it wasn't. Yeah, ironically enough, when we come, you offer, oh, hey, man, let's go and have some beers back at mine and record instead. Like, fuck yeah, okay, cool. We rock up, and there's a fire truck out the front of your building. Alarm's going off at my building as yeah, well. So it was <laughs> just, what the fuck, man? Like, can't win with any of this shit. But Liam, of current Idle Ruin and now recently announced Bone Marrow, uh, that's fucking sick. I didn't, I've, I've really enjoyed Bone Marrow as well. So uh, seeing that sort of, old school black and white lineup pop up and it's you had this like I don't, I don't even know what kind of pose it was but it just looks like you call my uh, almost kind of like on a pedestal of sorts you know and you're just like hmm, yes fucking I'm the king of shit I'm the king of shit come on fuck with me <laughs> it, it was it was really cool to see that uh, I honestly that was it, it it caught me off guard like I was like oh Oh, Liam's drumming for these guys now. Like, it was very out of the left field for me. I'm not saying that it's out of your taste or anything, but I just, I, I didn't realise that they were looking for, for new members or even if you knew Bone Marrow or anything like that. So, that was cool, man. Like, so you're also, so you're currently playing in Idle Ruin, and, yeah. which is a very thrashy, uh, kind of a crossover-ish sort of sound in, in, in some parts, but there's also, like, bit of like that death metal element to it as well and that, I feel like that comes from a lot of Caleb's playing style too he's very much a death metal head like from what he is what you see him right and shit too like mm. well it, funnily enough well okay first of all yeah a lot has changed since yeah right I think the last since the last time we spoke um, you were I was playing in, in like three or four bands or something and um, yeah come COVID a lot of them sort of fizzled out or, or you know, broke up and anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. But um, funnily enough, when I was when a lot of those bands sort of broke up around the same sort of time frame, I was thinking, well, I'm I'm not done yet, um, and I was between jobs at the time, so I thought, well, I'll I'll start a project of my own. And I was listening to your interview with Caleb. Yeah. He was talking about the how he started his own project when when death replaces life. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to him, see see if he'd be interested in, because uh, I was I was at the time just interested in in, in doing a, a demo, just an EP. You wanted to play. I just you wanted to record something because yeah, I had wanted... I had these song ideas and I just wanted to record something. And um, I talked to Caleb after listening to his interview. I said, 
I think you and I have the right attitudes. You've Would got you the, be interested? Yeah, you've got you've both got that you want to get shit done attitude, especially when it's with like the music process, uh, the nitty gritty shit. Like, yeah, I think when <clears throat> I've when I've chatted to Caleb and I've been over to his place a couple of times, and he was showing me a whole bunch of his uh, recordings of just like riff passages that he came up with and put a drum beat behind it and then started putting his own vocals behind the stuff as well to see how it would sound and go mm. and then that's what brought on when death replaces life and then uh it, just just seeing how like he had fucking files files on his computer dedicated to that shit right yeah and and that's when you see that sort of thing you know that that person really wants to play really wants to to record shit not just by themselves mm. they might really want to do uh, a, a full band it, that's the interesting part about all that too yeah and that you had a very similar mindset as well well at the time um, my partner and I we were, we were planning on moving overseas and then when when COVID was happening and we didn't know how long we were going to be you know, held up for so I thought well you know I'll just record these songs and see how we go and looks like we're going to be here a little bit longer and then the first couple of jams that Caleb and I had you know the dynamic was was a bit different we're like yeah we really really enjoy doing this let's keep jamming and then we got a gig offer and we thought well yeah let's take it yeah yeah so we, we've just kept kept going and then you know finally we uh, we released the EP in, in December of last year and we've had some amazing reviews for it like I've been pretty stoked with the reception just generally and um, oh we can't forget Pip he, he did an amazing job recording it that's right yeah and yeah. I just did a recent recording with him as well He's yeah I was listening to that dude. this morning actually yeah. yeah muchly appreciated yeah oh getting a little getting a little look into his, his studio I mean which is his home <laughs> which is fucking awesome I love that shit too yeah like, best best place to instead of renting out a building or doing whatever like you don't have to set up any of that so you can do it at your own place at your own your own time and, yeah. and go from there and next like, minute you've got a CD from a band called Snorlax under your belt yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and then people are like we want more fuck Jesus Christ just I like... just did this for fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's pretty cool to see it's such a tight-knit community as well yeah that the more that i do this too the more that everybody knows each other <laughs> it's 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 cool to see as well as for my aspect for my side of things as well getting to know uh all these fresh faces and shit that i haven't gotten around to saying good day to mm. it's it's really refreshing to see and well not so much to see but to know that there are so many people within the community and especially the music community that are all wanting to at least help out one another or mm. you know you know someone that does this shit and they'll they'll do it well for you like that's that's their livelihood too you know you're not relying on someone outside of it going oh i think you would like this and it's like yeah but do you do this for a living yeah and brisbane brisbane has that sort of small town like we are an oversized country town when you think about it and we we do have that sort of small town community aspect. built on a fucking river yeah yeah when it comes to our music scene like you everyone knows a guy who knows a guy who can help you do this or that and yeah it's yeah. pretty it's pretty cool i know you probably get that in like sydney or melbourne or whatever like i'm oh, sure no those doubt. places are like that yeah yeah uh but it's i guess it's just really cool to see it in in this place but like firsthand i guess like rather than just hearing about it like i'm getting to meet new new people and it's just really cool 
to see how they go about their methodology yeah, in, for sure. in, in writing or, or, or drawing or their just whatever sort of artistic expression that you're going for. I, I really just want to, like, I, I'm just interested for you to get out there and say what it is you're doing. So you've got a platform to promote on, you know. That, that, that's, that's one of my favourite things to do at the moment is regardless if I get big or not, I don't give a shit. I just want to say, if you're too lazy to want to explain what you do for a living... Just put on my podcast <laughs> you know like you just give you do your bio on my podcast and just tell them to go listen to that so you don't have to answer all the stupid fucking questions that I'll ask <laughs> that you hear all the time no like, but I guess that's just another part of just social interaction I guess like more or less and like you know when Pip did such a great job with the recording I was really really impressed hey Pip if you're listening mm-hmm. and I was talking to him saying oh you know how's your studio going like you know well, how long have you been doing it for like seven years but he only had the studio for like a few years or something. anyway uh, it's yeah a very short amount of time I should fucking know this I just spoke to him about it for <laughs> sake but, uh... but like everyone who, who came and got a copy of the EP they were like oh what'd you record and I said oh Black Blood Audio next recording you do you've got to go there and you know it's back to that whole community aspect it's like you know supporting local businesses or local endeavors and things like mm-hmm. that it's just like you know you yourself have a good time there it's just like it's oh a good yeah. job done and then you recommend them elsewhere you know i got a i got a chance to listen to some sneaky new descent tracks as well Ooh. which which sound pretty fucking good so Ooh. uh that was and again that's one of the nice benefits like little perks you get every now and then too it's like you get to hear <laughs> shit that people haven't heard yet but you, yeah. you kids getting into cobra kai on netflix i was into that shit when it was still on youtube mm. That's right. That's right. Everyone lost their minds when it came back out on Netflix, eh? <laughs> this show's so fucking good. Like, why didn't you watch it on YouTube then? Like everybody else when it came out and everyone got excited for it. You're a bit behind the bowl. But, but back on the topic, you've, you released uh, your EP. It was a self-titled? It was self-titled, yeah, self-titled wasn't it? EP, um, yeah. And but, that was through Black, uh, Black Blood. And how... how, how so you've been you've been writing for a period uh, beforehand. You got you got the members together. You got uh, Caleb and I think it was Josh at the time. That's yep. Correct. And you started playing, uh, jamming out, and then what did you do first? Did you release your EP first, or did you yeah, play we, shows first? Yeah, we we released a video first for the Devil's Trade. That's right. And then did, yeah. um, that was a pre kind of a pre-sale single, I guess you could call it and we'd announced the EP then and uh, we released the EP on the 4th of December 2020 that's right yeah I, I kept I kept thinking that it was like October for some reason but I think that might have been maybe when that you... was when we released Devil's Trade I yeah, think yeah yeah okay and uh, we got a gig offer on New Year's Eve and we thought yeah fuck yeah we'll take it um, and it, like even if it was the only gig I was going to do with Idle Ruin I was just happy to play again. Yep. Yeah, that went off. Uh, we had, I think it was a 50 capacity to start with. That sold out overnight. And then a week later, restrictions were eased for it to be 100 capacity. That sold out again overnight. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. And we just recently did two more shows with Shatterbrain from Adelaide. Mm-hmm. One down at Vinny's in the Gold Coast and one at King Lear's. And again, like I've, I've said on your podcast before how much I love those intimate venues and mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're both two of like one of the smallest fucking venues that are going at the moment as well. Yeah. I love Vinny's Dive. That's such a good place. I've been there a couple of times now. And that was that was when we were going through a bit of a lineup transition. We had Chalky help out on bass. He's drummer of Odious. It was just funny, like we were playing our final song, Gods of Glass, at King Lear's Throne, and here's Chalky being like crowd lifted oh, at really? the very end like you know just I think there were about 50 people in the room and he's just being crowd yeah it was yeah because you can't e- e- even with with King Lear's that's pretty much like the capacity anyway for a show is like between yeah. 50, like, I think maybe was 100 before that but even then that's like ridiculously small because the place itself was super small too yeah but the, again, like like you said like intimate shows that was a, remember when we were walking up the street too and I was trying to think of the word Oh, this is totally off topic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but you know how we were walking up the street to your apartment? Yeah. And I was trying to think of the word of what the new studio is like to record in the oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Intimate. Intimate. I kept... I could not, for the fucking life of me, think... I kept thinking romantic. I don't know why. Because <laughs> like, that is intimate. That's a form of intimacy or yeah. like, you know you know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't yeah. fucking think of the word and I just kept going to romantic. So, yeah, anyway, that was... Anyway. We, we solved that. We solved that. Fuck, that was bugging me. See what I mean? Like, this, it's been like half an hour since that and it was still bugging me. <laughs> think about that shit way too much. Well, I'm glad um, we solved yeah, that. Yeah, but those... <laughs> Those intimate shows are fucking sick. So, what were the shows like with Shatterbrain? Like, what were they like? like yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Oh like, man, what was what was the actual show like? Because I remember, I remember you asking me back maybe, maybe about a month or two before those shows uh, got announced, and you were like, "Oh, what are some sick bands from the Gold Coast or whatever?" That That's you know? right. Yeah. yeah and, and then I remember seeing. Entrapment get on that lineup, and I'm like, hey, yeah. he picked one of them, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I love so, yeah. those boys, they're so good. Oh, they were they were great dudes, and um, they they have such a good energy, man. Yeah, uh, it's it. I wouldn't I wouldn't really. Uh, it's not. It's it's good hardcore. Yeah, it's good hardcore that you yeah. can really get into. Yeah, they, they were good dudes, and that we we enjoyed them. They enjoyed playing with us as well, and um, who else? We ended up getting uh, Tetrament as well from. I think they're more the Logan area mm-hmm. yeah the shows went off like uh, there's a fucking I'm not ignoring I'm listening to you man but there's yeah. like there's fucking slugs or snails around this oh, place oh holy shit yeah there are I, I just nearly stood on one I thought I was thinking to myself it looks like a leaf but no oh. uh, I don't want to step on them they look awesome and they're leaving a little trail behind them nice yeah no anyway. I nearly stood on that <laughs> yeah so uh, was this is a Goldie Show Tetramon uh, Got, yeah, on, it, it was uh, Entrapment, Tetrament. Yeah, we were you second guys. on. Yeah, us and Shatterbrain. And yeah, Shatterbrain mm-hmm. just, they were fucking amazing. It was so funny because like the last time I played Gold Coast was in 2013 with Malachite. Jesus. And um, Muzz had lost his voice, so I was doing vocals and drums. <laughs> so here I am back at the Gold Coast doing vocals and drums. Ah, the irony. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But uh, actually meaning to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually your turn to do it this time. Yeah. And your Lear show, that was with Asylum. Chasm uh, as well. Ah, uh, They Chasm. were yeah. fucking really Were they a two-piece or three-piece? Three-piece, three yeah. Three-piece, because they used to be a two-piece, that's right. Yeah. No, they were really good. I, I, was, uh, I was pretty impressed with them. Yeah, yeah cool. And then, um, again, yeah, I think... If, if it's good if it's good music man like any crowd will get into it if there's enough like 
there's enough oomph behind it. If there's a, a few enough people there, even if it's just like half a dozen, or, they get if they get enough liquor into them and they get like some good good thrash behind them, mm. it's pretty hard not to fucking bob your head or get in get amongst it. Always, I've always really that's one of the favorite aspects about like thrash metal for me is that it's not hard to get into. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I wouldn't exactly call us thrash. Yeah. Like, people are going to come it up... Is, it is kind of, sorry, like, lumping you into a category, no, I that, suppose. And but... that, that's okay. Like, people people have called us many different things. They've, like, we've had so many different comparisons to different bands, and I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. We've had people compare us to Toxic Holocaust. We've had people compare mm. us to... Um, I get that. To... Um, we had one guy compare... A, one of our songs to an entombed song. We had um, oh, one of the one of the one of my favorite reviews of us was Immolation if they were a thrash band. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. But like you know, people call us black and thrash. People call us death metal. People call us um, DB. It's where where do you get the the blackened essence from that? I only get that from the artwork, if anything, or Maybe. like the the theme behind like I guess fucking. Uh, band shots I guess maybe give that element to it but I don't really hear any of that sort of black s black metal sort of influence in your shit like that that's me everybody's different right I mean you've got your you've got your black and thrash bands like that have that sort of motorhead sort of sound and it's got a bit of like that that harsh vocal on top like well, I'm wearing my bastardizer shirt right now and yeah. bands like Hell Ripper and uh, Bunker 66 and all those kind of kinds of bands but we take influence from that shit but I wouldn't we're not trying to emulate that like yeah. straight up like um, that's not the thing that you had in mind it's just what you've had comparisons to is well, that what you're trying to say when, yeah and I'm fine yeah. with that but when I started the band I wasn't even like because I played a Malachite before which was you know we were new wave thrash and that's you know that's, well, what, you, we, that's you, what we were you guys uh, i didn't know this at the time but you got uh, you guys support well i did because i saw you guys but mm. i didn't know you then personally yeah uh but you guys supported municipal waste back at fucking the hi-fi theater mm. uh I, I was at that show i had my one of my favorite shirts ripped <laughs> when i was in the pit either it was at that show or it was at uh frenzel i can't remember but I know one of those two, either one of those two shows, one of my favourite shirts got ripped, and I was so mad. Yeah. When, when um, friends caught wind of that I was doing like a, well at the time Idol Ruin, I was it was a solo project, quote mm-hmm. unquote. A lot of people were like, oh, is it going to be a continuation of Malachite? And I said no. Yep. And when I was writing the songs, I wasn't thinking, oh, am I gonna am I gonna write to to genre? I just thought, well, okay. <clears throat> And I know every band says this, it's, it's, it's a very cliche thing to say, but I'm not guilty of this at all. I wanted to write songs that I wanted to hear, not just as a musician, but also as an audience member. Mm-hmm. So for, for example, The Devil's Trade, mm-hmm. that is, to me, is one of the perfect beats to headbang to. Yeah, so, it, it absolutely is. You can't help it. Like, even if you, I haven't seen you guys live yet, but yeah. I will. Even if you're listening to that, you just can't help but fucking yeah. This is this is they're, they're in that moment, you know. Like it's like the Running Man. Yeah. The I just that's what I imagine in my head every time I hear like a certain passage. It's like that triplet thing that you play with guitar, right? Mm. The da 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 da, just alternating the speed of it, obviously. 
but that that's what I get in my head. I just think like it's a like a gallop or or a running situation. It, it, you just can't help but bob your head to that. Like, Doesn't matter how simple or technical it is. If you if you nail it and it sounds good, fuck yeah. But like I I completely fumbled my description of user experience design the last time I was on your podcast. But like even before I studied that sort of stuff, I've always thought well if I'm writing songs, I like to write songs to the to the end user and that being the audience mm -hmm. like when I was in Malachi we had we had this before we even started gigging we were writing uh, a song called Fall to Chaos and I thought wouldn't it be fun if we like in, in the halfway point we just stop and just go to a slower tempo and just build up build up build up build up and finally the drums kick back in I reckon the audience are just like gonna go ape shit over that mm -hmm. we play our first gig and sure enough like we're we get to that part it's just like and like the audience stopped when we stopped they're like oh what's going on what's going on and we build up build up build up and then go back into the drums they're already hyped up because it was our last song they're just tearing tearing it up yeah. I'm just like fuck yeah it worked and um, I, I don't know like I've always had that, that that approach with songwriting where it's just like one of my favourite bands is Creator and yeah, like with a K <laughs> and you listen to their songs the choruses like betrayer or endless pain it's like yeah it's it's not lyrical genius stuff but it sticks in your head and you shout it back at them yeah yeah and i'll you know that that sort of visceral experiential sort of shit that's what I'll, that's what i'm trying to write you lose yourself in in moments like that yeah and i'm the point i'm trying to make is like when i started idle ruin i'm just like okay well I suppose is now this, that, yeah. yeah, is this is this making me bang my head? Do I think this is going to engage with the audience? Like, I wasn't trying to be original. I was just trying to be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it too, uh, I, I'm. There's one of your songs that kind of starts where it's like, fucking, I can't remember. Whip to death. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I suppose now that I listen, that I think back to that one now in my head, I do hear elements. Mm. elements right of that spooky sounding shit that might make you think oh black and white painting and like <laughs> face masks that sort of you know what I mean like because yeah. it's a very slow build up in the song it's got that that spooky guitar that comes in Caleb doing like that little solo bit at the start yeah and it's got it's got that that kind of influence that I can hear now that I'm thinking about it mm. right and it goes into what you're saying though you're not writing to a specific genre you're writing to what makes you what what you're feeling at that point in time, right? Yeah, I was trying to create an atmosphere, I guess. It mm. was that really sort of atmospheric intro that uh, warms you up before it gets all heavy and fast and shit. Yeah, yeah, no. It, but that that's a, that's one of the interesting things about what you're doing, though, is be like, yeah, there's there's plenty of bands out there that just have a one pure mindset, and that's let's get fucked up, let's do this shit, right? Mm. Or Excuse me, sorry. Beers are going down. Nice, thank you. Um, yeah, they're either there for the live aspect and they just want to cause as much chaos and they're not really too fussed about how they sound, per se. It's more so about the experience of the show. Where yeah. I get from you, it's more of a methodical approach where you want this shit to be really, really crisp, but also you want the people to enjoy it too. Like, you want both aspects, right? More you or want, less, yeah. it, Like, not so much that like of course you want it to sound good for you mm. but your mentality as well by the sounds of it is that you also want 
the audience to enjoy just as much too. Like it's it's more it's more of an investment for you that you want it to be as good as it possibly can be. You know, pretty much, yeah. That that just just shows that you're fucking workhorse at what you do and you want to be OCD about it. Fine, it's your baby, <laughs> right? You know, it, it's your project. You don't want people to go, oh, you know, they they pick and fucking fiddle at certain things that you could have couldn't have done, and that aggravates you. You don't want you don't want that in the back of your mind. You just want it to be purely on you right it's your experience it's your it's your atmosphere that you want to create yeah and i'd i'd taken a lot more different influences in the time between now and since leaving malachite like i played in dmom i played in elkenwood uh, dragon's made yeah um, specter was specter, another one i yeah, still yeah, remember specter. some of these see why the fuck can i remember your shit like i did yours like so much longer yeah. ago but like being in DMOM really changed my perspective of writing or, or, or just changed my perspective of ex- extreme music in general. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, it's DMOM. It was this smutty grindcore band, but yeah, the way that, like, people went off at our shows and the way that the guys wrote the songs, it, it, it really showed how much more stuff I can do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I've even had people come up and say, oh, I can hear a bit of a punk and grind element in some of Idol and stuff. And just like, well, you know, I love Napalm Death. I love Worm Rot as as much as I love you know my thrash stuff. There's a bit of that influence in there as well, which I which really was rubbed off from the days in Demon. Mm-hmm. And it, there was there's definitely uh, with that kind of sound too. There's more of a DIY aspect to it, where it's like mm-hmm. anything can kind of go. Yeah. Right. You can. You it doesn't can, have to be verse chorus. Yeah. Exactly. And you can you can put a fill in anywhere basically, and fucking work around that. Mm. Uh, that's that's one of the best things about DIY approaches I guess with bands like that you can do whatever the fuck you want really if you're not I, I guess like unless you want to be like one of those bigger bands that get more notoriety you want to you have to be like ones that stick to a certain structure you know like with their writing style and shit there can't be too much stuff thrown about it think of all the big name bands that are out there right now that, that oh, you're constantly yeah. in your feeds right and they're always doing like the stuff that you like they're always not so much doing the same thing but there's structures in, in the way that they write their songs all have that same approach right and they all seem to have to be at least three minutes long at least three minutes long right whereas heaps and heaps of fucking crusty grindcore diy bands like etc etc they can write songs that are as short as fucking 10 seconds right yeah you know? and you still get that aspect of like say who's who's a good example that does shit like that um fucking like uh, I mean a lot of um, Napalm Death's earlier shit mm. a lot of their earlier stuff they, not many of their songs went longer than two minutes right no. you know it, and it's that really and listen to their recordings it's that very raw crusty fucking it has that sort of DIY approach to it right you listen to their stuff now and the recording's completely different it mm. still has that element but you can hear everything right it's mm. not muddy sounding and that's that's what I think a lot of people go for with that like with that DIY approaches it, it's almost like an aesthetic I love it oh yeah definitely and what's interesting is when I was interviewing bands for the, the web series I did uh, Thrash or Fuck Off yeah that's the one yeah a lot of the bands from the 80s were saying yeah we we listen to our older albums and we wish that we could re-record them with today's technology whereas you get bands in our generation who, who dig that sound and they yeah they, 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 they love that raw that raw sound they try to emulate it with today's technology I think I, it's just such an interesting perspective about that whole thing I can't remember 
there was like I mean back then they would record to cassette half the time and they would mm. play well, I don't even remember how they would do that then like they would what fucking play in front of a microphone and then put it on a cassette or some shit yeah there was a band from the UK in the late 70s early 80s there were a prog band called Osric Tentacles <laughs> yeah what the fuck but that's exactly what they would do but they didn't I don't think they were on a label at the time or something it was like fans would order a recording and what they would do is they would just get a, a live mic play in front of it fill the tape up and just give it to the fans and <laughs> that's um, so good and you pay me as much money as you think it's worth and I'll write the song and I'll put it on cassette for you and depending on how much money you give me is how well I'm going to play the song for you <laughs> <laughs> but that's it was all mail order stuff where they just fill up tape and just send it back to their fans that's cool that's cool you, the, the what, what's the word I'm looking for here I guess a lot of a lot of the approach nowadays in order to be that big band that one that everybody sees is that you almost have to have like this sort of corporate image behind you that somebody has to be doing the media for you and somebody has to be doing this and somebody has to be doing that in order to stay relevant right and, and, and like it's hard enough like and I'm not saying that it's bad for any of these bands that have got to that point like fucking mm. good on you because it's, especially in the, the heavier scene it's a lot harder to break through right yeah you almost I mean, kind of have to sell a certain part of your sound in order to get to that point you get to a point you do have to um, delegate jobs because like it, you get so big mm. yeah right you can't do everything yourself fuck off sirens man <laughs> honestly I'm welcome to the valley fucking over this shit um <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not editing this fucking shit out, honestly. I'm over it now. Uh, oh! oh. I'd, honestly, if this was the building again, I'd be so pissed. Nah, it's just, <laughs> no, we'd start hearing an alarm again. I think we? that's just an ambulance on its way to um, Hurston. <laughs> so it's just, you've only been here, how long have you been living at this place? Uh, eight months. Eight months. Eight months and you've already worked out the fucking... The, the traffic direction that an Ambo is going to go after picking someone up in the valley. Because uh, <laughs> where we live, we live at like the end, one of the end corners of Brunswick Street. Like Saturday night around probably, you can almost set your watch to it at about 12 o'clock. You can hear all the breakups after a night in the valley. And the breakups as in like a, a like couples, a couple, couple breakup. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, you kind of you kind of tune out to it after a while. Really, no shit. So like, you'll just be doing your bizzo, and then you'll just suddenly start hearing, "No, I love you." Like, is is it that sort of shit? Uh, yeah, kind of. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> and then and then it just happens so many times. It's just like, oh, it's another, is it a game it's now? Just another breakup. All right, back to bed. <laughs> oh, I don't know that sounds really mean spirited. No, but it's like anything though. If you yeah. do something long enough, you, you it doesn't matter what it is. Like you kind of just get desensitized to it in a way. Like it's like whatever job it is that you do, you, you do it enough and it becomes monotonous after a while in certain aspects. So you hear the same thing happening over and over again, and it's the same thing, right? You're just like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. What are they breaking up over this time? Like you just completely instead of going, oh, I feel bad for you. You're like, oh. What did you do? Why did why why is she breaking up with you? What did you do wrong? Like and you're getting amongst it, getting your coffee out and shit and like 
bickies and shit and, and just like eating and drinking and like getting amongst it yeah that, that, I that mean, you just you're used to it our microwave's broken so we can't have popcorn so <laughs> yeah fuck yeah technology for the win too they don't make shit the same way they do anymore I hate that they, they design fucking washing machines <coughs> so that they break like almost just before the the warranty date or whatever it is now right if, if you use it regularly and shit guarantee you you'll start getting problems with oh your man washing, washing machines machine. are surprisingly easy to fix yeah but that's the thing you have to get them fixed more often than what you used to are you are cool i only say this because before my parents got a new washing machine the yeah. one they had before that was an old school one that was like 20 30 years old or some shit mm. and it worked like and they got the new front loader one this samsung thing and within three years they had to get a fucking service because it had a breakdown yeah right yeah this is a funny story our, our washing machine broke down and then i went on gumtree to buy a new one mm-hmm. and i went to the guy's place turns out he was a mate of mine from my old my old work <laughs> and he's like oh no 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 put your money away i'll just come around and fix yours he showed us how to fix it and like every since then every time our washing machine is broken down i know what to do it's just like oh, oh okay so all right i'll take that off it's that part excellent good as new Anyway, we've gone from talking music to washing machines. <laughs> I did. I did say that I didn't. Uh, well, not that I don't give a shit. But that <laughs> this, this is a bit like this is just whatever. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. But in saying that, we have we have discussed Idle Ruin, and yeah. also you've got a couple of shows lined up as well. Is that in late in May or is well. I don't know when this is going up, but they, um, we are playing Odin Fest, and yep. then where um, that'll be the debut show with our permanent new bass player Tim. Yep. And then we're the week after we're going down to Sydney to play at Frankie's with um, oh Frankie's Pizza. Yeah, with Bastardizer and De- Desecrator. Oh yeah, that's some good Aussie Aussie. That's a pretty good fucking lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some yeah. good 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 more sirens, oh. and then. Um, we're not doing anything for a while. We're going back to back to the studio. We'll just wait for these sirens to. They are they're going off tonight, and I'm mm. not I'm not happy. <laughs> we just did three fucking live recordings. <laughs> I just did three live recordings, and I did two of them at fucking Yardies. Yeah. No dramas whatsoever, and there was it was packed out full of punks. I do it one time. And a fucking apartment. It's well, this is the second one that I've done in an apartment, but like the second time I've done it, and again, same thing. Just non-stop sirens, man. Jesus Christ. Unlucky, man. Yeah, Unlucky. Oh, fuck it, whatever. And yeah, sorry. Uh, Idle Ruin. You've got. Uh, We've got these two shows. Yeah. One in Brisbane, one in Sydney, and then we're going back to Pips to lay down some more tracks. Of course, of and, course, uh, yeah. And what is it going to be? Sort of like a lead up to maybe another EP release or is it uh, we've been we've been talking to some bands and yeah it's probably going to be a, a split we'll do a split yeah it's gonna be split. and be then sick. we've already got half an album written musically mm-hmm. that's good no we'll, still... um, we won't be gigging again for a while not until you release something new I take it probably not until August and then yeah we've got nothing locked in after that so yeah. not until August yeah Okay, I think I know why. Okay, well, there's something coming up in August that I yeah. know of. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to uh, say anything. Bone marrow, bone marrow yes. will be gigging. But yeah, so. I want to know if that was the next one because we have to. Yeah. We've got non-order ruin, and there's a little. 
excellent few things coming up for you guys, so that's sick. But I also want to know about Bone Marrow, because I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Bone Marrow fan. I love those guys. Uh, so how did you come about joining these dudes? Like, what, what's been the process like behind that? Um, well, I've known... I can't, um, I can't really say that it's a different sound that you used to because you've fucking played in everything. <laughs> so, you know, even even like something that's as, as as heavy as bone marrow, it's like, well, fuck, you've probably you listened to this shit on the regular and you've probably played in a band like this too. So. Well, I mean, I, yeah, Chalky had played with bone marrow as well. And I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, like Chalky and I have played and we've done drumming duties for so many bands in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, you, do you have like a uh, and do, do you guys have a nickname for one another because you like both redheads and drum and shit <laughs> like uh, oh my god it's Liam no way to see other red cunt <laughs> surprisingly no but I have been mistaken yeah like uh, someone came up to me and they thought I was Chalky but I'm like no 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 that's the other redhead drummer yeah right so he, so I didn't know Chalky played a bow marrow either so did he play bass or was he a drummer 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 yeah. okay he, he, um, he played a few shows with them he did a show with them down in Tassie, I think. Uh, Dark Days, it would have been. Yeah. Any money says Dark Days. And um, uh, Taylor was doing... He was starting Pustulance, another great mm, band. Yeah, I just bought their cassette. I'm waiting for it in the mail. And um, he asked me if I wanted to drum on that, and I said, yeah, I'll be keen. But then he got Eli, and a couple of weeks later, he... he called me up and said hey um, Bone Marrow are working on some new material we need a drummer I said yeah I'll do it that's fine and yeah we've been I've been with Bone Marrow since uh, November I think so it's been kept on the down low for yeah. a little while then oh, sorry I've, lo- I've lost track of time October I think I think it was yeah all the all the days are blurring into each other but... oh dude how fucked is time now since I don't know about you oh. but this whole COVID period it's totally fucked my sense of time and like, just, I don't know, just doing shit. Uh, it, it, I, I totally understand where you're coming from though, eh? But yeah. anyway, um, the, the guys, yeah, we've been writing some new material. I think we're going into the studio pretty soon. Yeah. We've got, uh, got a few gigs coming up, coming up in the, uh, next few months, but. What, what? So you were keen to do Bone Marrow, but what what was it specifically that got you excited to do it? Oh, just like I knew Taylor. Yeah, I've always dug what he's what he's done, and yeah, that was like I knew of Bone Marrow. I knew I dug their music as well, mm-hmm. and um, like I was listening to their their first EP, and then Taylor was like, "Oh no 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 no, never mind that. Listen listen to this new shit." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is fucking cool." Yeah, and um, so yeah. Um, All right, cool, cool. So, because I, I was under the impression that bone marrow weren't a thing anymore because I know Pooley and um, Claire used to play mm. in bone marrow and then they moved down to Melbourne. Well, yeah, they they were still a thing, but they just didn't have a full lineup. And then yeah. um, the drummer was he had other commitments elsewhere, and uh, it was just crispy and ant. Yeah, Sean and Taylor joined, and uh, they needed a drummer. And I was just like, "Well, yeah, I really, really like the new, the new stuff you're demoing at the moment." And yeah, I'll, I'm more than happy to to do it. Sick. It was, that, that's basically it, really. It's as simple as that. With with Bone Marrow, like, oh, I mean, obviously, they, so there was. Oh, I could have sworn I saw that they were announced for a show or something. Uh, is it in June? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, with that's... the the plague from um, New South Wales. Was oh, I think. I'm thinking of another one, and I'm pretty sure. I don't. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know I if did... that's even been officially announced yet. Holy shit! Which one did you say? Sorry. The plague from New oh, South the, Wales. The plague from New South Wales. Oh well, a little tidbit if someone decides to listen. Yeah, so it's the it's Jorky show, the military. Yeah, Militaria, which Jorky's solo album is finally coming out. I actually, yeah, had, uh, did a part on that as well. Oh, sick! Did a uh, drumming part or vocals? Vocals, right? Let me guess, you're going to jump up on the stage <laughs> when he plays it. Are you going to sing it? I, I, does it does I, work like that, or I haven't actually. I don't think anything's been decided about that. Whether what's happening with that? Yeah. yeah so. Okay. I'm always because I'm always interested in that shit because whenever someone does like guest vocals or whatever, it gives them the chance to actually get up on stage and do that guest vocal spot if they're at the show. Yeah, cause I love that. It's gonna be interesting. Like with Idol, I'm doing like you know vocals while drumming mm-hmm. with my Madonna mic. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, <laughs> the, the, heads, oh, well, the headset. But like I've never, I've never really other than you know some stupid karaoke night i've never really got up with the microphone and just belted out yeah okay <laughs> well you'll have to make sure that the uh mic stand is up and just do it into a mic grab it that way and then that way you can just like hold on to the fucking stand and at least have a hand on the microphone and then you can do it that way maybe that can work <laughs> you won't feel like you don't know what to do with your hands that's what i've always thought that people do whenever they just you know sing in general is that it nine out of ten times like you're not really meant to hold on to the mic stand or any of that sort of shit right you stand in front of it you don't want to knock it so it doesn't make the fucking sound you know just grab it by the mic stand bro just fucking grab it and and get up there and do it even if they're not asking you to do it just grab it anyway turn it around and just fucking scream your part who gives a shit that would be sick it always it always gets uh not not necessarily the crowd but gets it gets everybody g'd up you get you get people that have been a part of it suddenly they're just there screaming their part and shit and not necessarily that they think that they can get up and do it themselves but you're just like oh shit fucking why is this guy screaming oh he had a part in this song that's sick that's why he's doing it you know like yeah i like i like that i I like to see any sort of guesties that do a spot so that'll be cool to see so bone marrow is playing that that gig yeah and so that'll uh, so Idle Ruin shit will be slowing down but not necessarily for you because you'll still be doing shit with Bone Marrow yeah but Idle Ruin won't be slowing down per se we'll be we'll be working in the I meant show yeah, wise sorry, yeah show yeah. wise we'll, like, we'll, we'll be working in the in the, the backdrop doing like you know riding and just preparing for like the next next stage yeah sick you know we, we want to record some more shit and we've got we've got heaps heaps of material already written and we've, mm-hmm. we've We've got some more just to fill up, fill up time for an album and a bit of a killer for you. Well, so, no, I wouldn't even say time killer because you don't want to come across like ah, it's just fucking. Well, you know. Yeah. But it's something, something that you can do productively while the fucking world is just doing its weird shit, and you don't want to focus on that. <laughs> but also, you know, like you know, we don't want to gig every every two weeks as well. Like you know, yeah, you don't want to get too like people get too over you sort of thing yeah and like you know Tim it's a balancing act eh Tim Caleb and I we've all been in bands that have done that Mm. and then you know before long you realise you've been playing the same five six songs that you've you've had since the beginning of the band and Mm -hmm. you don't you can't make time for for, for songwriting because you've got a gig on at the at the local next week Mm -hmm. you've got to rehearse for that so but 
yeah, we're just going to yep. focus on some, some writing some new tunes. Um, so there's a fair bit of these, there's a fair bit of it's the brainstorming stage. Yeah, basically. And hey, every fucking you've you've had you've had a well, I mean, considering COVID shit, you've had a good run so far of being able to even get some shows in, which is awesome, mm. right? We've been pretty lucky, actually. You know, like, yeah, and considering some places in the world right now are still struggling with second, third, fourth waves even, some are still struggling with numbers in general, you know? Like, some are struggling with their 5G signal from the vaccine and shit. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for my signal to get better. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of the fucking blind spots that I get on this phone sometimes. <laughs> you know, so to be able to have it, like, 100% all the time, I mean, I don't know what everybody's complaining about, like... Right. Why would you not want better reception? And <laughs> <laughs> fuck, like people but, are fucking dying from this shit, and people yeah. are like, "It's a hoax." Like, I, I'm yeah. not even gonna go into it because we yeah, all know let's, what it is. Let's let's not. And we all know how to take better care of ourselves, and we also know that it's pretty easy to stop the spread of shit if you fucking distance. You know, so just yeah. I don't even need to fucking touch that anymore. It's common. It's common sense. Yeah. Anyway. You know, and and. Uh, the mask wearing shit too it's common fucking sense as well people talk about their rights and fucking this and that and all this bullshit it's like why do you have to look at it in that in that way why don't you not just have look at it in the way that if you're sick and you don't want other people to get sick don't spread your germs what's a good way to stop it from spreading if you need to go to the shops when you're crook wear a fucking face mask how hard is that to comprehend yeah just <sighs> face know? masks are, they're just a bikini for your face man uh, maybe it's just maybe it's just my social anxiety but I actually enjoy wearing face masks because you can't see, all you can see is your eyes right you don't see your facial expressions or this or that or whether or not you're worried about if you're making a face and then just put your sunnies on yeah man that's all I do it, it's seriously all I do and like I'm, I'm a happy little fucking bee when I'm wearing my mask out in public I don't give a shit it just means like you, for, for me it feels like there's less eyes on me it's just one of my fucking anxiety fucking mm. things that happens. I feel like a lot of the time people are watching me and they're not. It almost sounds like a schizo thing, but like not in that aspect. You know, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I regularly go to the doctors and shit. I'm not crazy in that aspect. Am I sad? Am I a sad boy? Yes, I am a sad boy. So I deal with that shit, right? It's just one of the natures, the nature of the beast, I guess, when you work out like your head and like, what your cues are or like mm. your tr triggers per se right? right and like yeah put that mask on for me and I'm just I don't give a shit it just I feel more comfortable being out in public when I'm wearing one of them it's weird it's weird right like it's not that I want everybody to wear a mask I don't put words in my fucking mouth you know like I just want people to be smart about what they're doing like you just come well, out yeah, with just, a common it's sense just, it's just common sense yeah. like we got into your fucking elevator tonight right yeah I'm pretty sure nobody was social distancing, right? Oh that's my a bit God. of a that's a bit of a devil, isn't like it? Like after right? the alarm stopped and there was just a mad rush to get into the next elevator, yeah, that was a bit ordinary. I will I will admit. Yeah, right. So people still don't grasp the concept that just because it's an inconvenience that you might have to wait an extra couple of minutes for the elevator. Yeah. They rather just go fuck it and get in the elevator. And how many did we have in there? There was twelve. It's like twelve eight, like, eight people. And I'm not, I'm not condoning this shit at all. I don't, I, I wanted the, I had a face mask on, so I didn't give a shit, right? But it, the, there was like half of the people in there didn't have one, and half of them did. Like, what the fuck? You I'm, know? Yeah. As a side note, like there was a little 
plaque on the side of the on the elevator wall it was just like limit of 18 people i'm like there's no way you can fit holy shit yeah i noticed that too like how the fuck are you supposed to get 18 people in a space that can barely fit fucking eight right yeah right like we're already cramped up in there like we're talking like you're a pencil you know or or you're (laughs) in a you're almost in a fucking 20 pack of ciggies right now right like there's no way that people can get like I just unless they're talking about on top of one another which isn't feasible really (laughs) you know so how do you get 18 people in there I don't understand how they work that out whether they actually get in there before they design it right they're standing in there like all right, let's see how many people we can actually squeeze into this motherfucker and then we'll work it out accordingly anyway anyway I I, I just music music to washing machines now to elevators yeah yeah. oh like I said man like (laughs) I I want let's make this a regular thing where we just come on and talk about (laughs) just talk shit shit. and then we'll check in and see if you've got any new music happening now like I don't think of this whole time I was I'd only had one so one other person's come on twice now Mm. and that was Jarvis Um, oh yeah Ben yeah Yeah. yeah. so he's, he's the only one that's come on twice before and then he went and moved to Adelaide and COVID hit, so I couldn't have him as the recurring guest, you know? Mm. That was the original plan. But now you've got Idle Room going and you're not leaving for fucking Ireland. Was it Ireland or Scotland? Scotland, yeah. Scotland. They're, I mean, they're fucking... They're right on top of each other, aren't they? No, I'm kidding. No, I know they're not. <laughs> not really, no. No. But, I mean, it's fucking beautiful over there, though. I, I really want to go over there at some point just to check that shit out it's it'd be like it'd be a photographer's dream oh yeah you can put a photo of just about anything of of scotland on a postcard yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what i'm looking at uh expanding on in a certain way as well is that i want to start doing some more photography shit underneath Mm. the the podcast name you know like anything that i do essentially i just want to put under the podcast name. just make it like my own brand of sorts but i do all sorts of shit with it right so I want to do I want to do like a live uh, a live band, but not under this not under TSOE. I also want to do I want to do a project band mm. underneath the TSOE, but it's like well, just mainly like the shit that I want to put out there, right? Like I want to get people's uh, their own contributions to songs or like put their parts to it and shit like that. Make it like sort of like a community based project of music of sorts, but like it's my theme like yeah, i'm sure. picking the theme right of what we write and see if you can write to it right so if you <laughs> if you're a if you're a punk player and all you play is punk i want you to write a i want you to write a passage of fucking hardcore or some beat down shit right and we're going to put it to we're going to put it to something mm. and it might only just be a passage or what you, if you can write a whole song of it i don't care that'd be sick like I want I want some people like if it's only just vocals in the end I don't care but like contributions and that sort of shit to a like internet band I want to do with that and then like photography shit to do with it as well like I want to start using this year now to dabble out and do some shit because by all means man go for it yeah I mean there have been so many great projects and bands that have just come out during this sort of COVID period like a friend of mine from the US did a whole synthwave project one okay. one person synthway project, yeah, and um, you know a lot of a lot of one person bands have been just coming out, and a lot of a lot of great music has just come out during this whole yeah. period. Like, um, what sort of what sort of days do you have free normally if you do to have to rehearse or anything like that? We usually rehearse every uh, Wednesday night with Idol, yeah, um, and bone marrow varies depending 
you know, on work shifts and oh, with everyone else yeah, and shit. Yeah, like okay. That. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them come from you know beyond the wall. I'm gonna have to find and that is Kabulcha. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find like so. Where is that? Where you jam as well? Like you go out that way? No, no, or... no. Like we all we all meet in the middle and um at uh, Vice Studios in Bowen Hills. Yeah. Okay. And where where do you normally have your kit? Uh, there. There. At, uh, yeah. You leave it there. Park, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, man, like we should totally fucking G something up and have a jam sometime too, because I know I, I, some of the old shit that I wrote was very thrashy mm. as well, and I, I have a feeling like and and Acid Matt was drumming to it as well. Like yeah. and Acid used to be the drummer for D Mum as well. He's he's got some skill behind him, and he and he was telling me that he's been practicing and shit too. But I still want I still want to like in the meantime have some practice with some of those old songs. I want to remember how to play them, right? So I reckon we should have a jam sometime and see. What do you think of it? Yeah, see how we go. Yeah, uh, maybe you can have three bands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, old habits die hard. Old air, yeah, no, you just keep grabbing shit, man. <laughs> just no, I'm kidding. Well, see, I got to like, there's like, like you're saying, there's a lot of work and stuff that goes mm. into this shit behind the scenes that you don't really think about, and that's, I guess, for me as well, the joys of finding out too mm. is talking, is talking and finding the shit, and. You know, circumstances aside, we'll find. I'll I'll find a way to record with you. You know, <laughs> I'll I'll meet you out in the middle. What we'll, we'll, if I can? If I haven't got, you know, if we have to do it on a weekend or some shit, like I'll go anyway if I can. Just probably not flying right now. <laughs> Let's avoid that. I'll Skype instead. We'll Skype instead. I've done that before anyway. Yeah. So yeah, you know what, man? It we've done a pretty good slog of this. I think um, so. Yeah. We've got everything up to date, and I really need. To so, so do I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been sitting. I wasn't gonna say anything. I've been sitting almost cross-legged for the last few minutes. So I'm like trying to dance my dick off at the moment in the chair. Like, oh. Fuck! Don't see. <laughs> oh, um, I will end. I'll, I'll end with this. Like I, I, I did a uh, another interview over um, Skype with uh, a guy in the US, and uh, like. It was early in the morning. It was about probably 7 p.m. his time, but it was early in the morning. Oh, fuck off! Oh, <laughs> there cockroach, was a cockroach cunt. I hate cockroaches Cockroach so running up your leg. Oh, it was about it was about 7 p.m. his time. It was about 8 in the morning my time, and I had two coffees. And like halfway through the interview, I really needed to take a shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, the morning brown. Morning See? brown. Morning brown. And like you know, halfway through the interview, I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh, cool. Can you wrap this question up? Really oh, need to. Dude, that's the worst. It, it, it's it, it's like I could only imagine. It's like the same experience of like when you're on the phone. Yeah. Right. You're not doing a video. Like yeah. you're doing the like. What are you doing? Is it audio still? As it well? was video. Yeah. It was video. Okay, so, so like you, you know, if I was on the phone, maybe I could have gotten away with it. But you know what? <laughs> you, you know what could have. But seriously though, you know what could have turned that into a fucking viral thing, right? If if you had it on the laptop, right? Take the laptop in with you to the shitter, <laughs> and, and do it while you do it while you're doing the interview, like and like people would just be like, what the fuck? I reckon that would get even more views, like because you'd be like. What the fuck are you doing? It's like, well, I don't want to stop this interview, but I really need to take a shit right now. I don't want to be rude, so let's do this. Man, I'm, I'd be bad if I was that, eh? Because I would probably do that. Like, I don't want to stop right now, but I yeah. really need to shit. Well, let's not take this uh, recording device to the toilet with us. No, now, no, so. God, no. no. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't want to get gastro. Um, there's a good chance that could probably happen. If it's not COVID, that'll be the next fucking thing that we all get sick from. Now I'm turning into a conspiracy theorist. Um, we're going to get sick from everything. Um, no, I just have a healthy immunity. Anyway. On that. <laughs> on that note. You just keep fucking going, eh? 
thanks man like I really enjoyed having the chat and uh, anytime, circumstances man. aside like like I said make this shit happen anytime anywhere it's good it's good for what it is and yeah no it turned out to be a good night in the end as well like I'm glad to see that you know COVID shit aside restrictions and all that bullshit losing your trip out on fucking Scotland mm. you've still made the most of it though right yeah you know it, it, as hard as as hard as everything's been there's still been that um avenue of a release for you absolutely you know? it has been that um I, I don't want to say distraction but like well it is really like from, it's taking your mind away from the uh, from the shit that's going it, on in the world yeah exactly so it it's been a good little there is release. such there is such a thing as a healthy distraction mm. right people like to lump in just that term as a bad thing but there are there are good distractions that you can have in your life that take away from you know pretty depressing things that happen on in the world right and you don't want to be focused on that all the time because that will affect your mood and it does I know this because it happens to me a lot I get online and I shouldn't read shit that I should and I'm a cunt for the rest of the day like it's just that's the nature of the beast you know you got to be you got to be smart about certain things you know so any distraction these days that you, as long as it's a good one do it man like whatever and you, you can call it that without thinking oh you know oh, I don't want it to feel like it's you know I'm not putting as much effort into it because I feel yeah. like that's a lot of this, that like maybe I overthink this shit too much but like when when you say stuff like that that's what I think it's like oh no man like it's 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 always good to have a distraction you know I always tell myself distract yourself distract yourself <laughs> amuse yourself yeah, yeah. You know, keep keep yourself busy. You don't want to you don't want to keep thinking negative shit. You know, keep your mind busy on something, and that's what fucking helps, right? You sink into that hole, and it's so hard to come out. And, Absolutely. You know, and it's just talking from experience. It's not. I'm not like trying to be some fucking advocate here. It's like I'm a normal everyday dude. I got a Monday to Friday job. I got a kid. I got all these. I got your typical normal sort of things to do. Man, I think I think some really fucked up shit sometimes. So it's good to have distractions, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it's it, perception is everything, right? Yeah. It, it, you see anybody down the street, you don't know what they're going through. Quite often, if 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 they put themselves in the public eye though, and they're saying stupid shit, then it's warranted that they're going to cop the shit, right? But if it's you know, if you're just trying to get by, so be it. Like, use what it is that you need to distract yourself, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, you know. And on that positive note, on that note. Let's go piss. Let's All go right. have a sword fight. I'm fucking king. Um, thanks again, man. Look at keep an eye out for um, new Idle Ruin tunes. Probably and I'm going to say new bone marrow tunes. Yes, new bone marrow tunes will probably come out sooner than Idle Ruin. But I'm going to say probably at the end of the year there'll be probably something new for Idle Ruin, maybe sooner. But bone marrow is going to be even sooner than that, and they're fucking sick. So keep an eye on their pages and see, check them out on their next shows coming up. That's for Idle Ruin and Bone Marrow. And, yeah, keep an eye out for some new recordings coming your way, eh? Thanks again for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. Let's go, uh, let's go relieve ourselves.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.